Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Please note this podcast contains details surrounding a murder, which some people may find disturbing. Previously on The Storyteller, Murder Most Foul, Back From The Dead, I discover Chris Taylor is alive. I was getting emotional because I was saying I thought he was dead and I'm about to go and meet a ghost. I talked to him and his mother about the devastation of being accused by his killer ex-girlfriend of being the one who wielded the knife. A lot of alcohol and drug use affected me psychologically, badly. Put me in a deep depression. Been depressed for a long time, still having issues with depression. The stigma's there because once the stigma's there, it doesn't leave. I'm Isla Traquere, a storyteller. I was the young journalist who covered this murder, my first of many. And now I'm going to share with you this story, which is still as shocking today as the day it happened. I'm hunting down the people at the heart of this case, most importantly, the killer, to see if I can finally get some answers and discover the truth behind this murder most foul. This is The Storyteller, Murder Most Foul, written, produced and edited by me, Isla Traquere. Pamela Gourley cruelly, violently, relentlessly attacked Melanie Sturton and ended her life with terrifying slashes of her chef's boning knife on October 9th, 1999. The strikes of the blade resulted in many more victims. Melanie's family, whose hearts were ripped out the day her body was found, the knife twisting with every year that passes and every appeal with no explanation as to why, or at the very least, a scrap of remorse. And Chris Taylor, who was struck a blow in the witness stand as she wielded her power from the dock to accuse him of being the murderer in a weak attempt at escaping a jail sentence. Her new lover was hit and scarred by that accusation for two decades. His family too. These are the living victims of Pamela Gurley. And in this episode, they meet. I'd interviewed Chris and his mum the day before, and he told me that even though it's something he's wanted for years, it was still a daunting thought to finally meet Susan. How are you feeling about meeting Susan tomorrow? Homeless. I'll tell you what she'll do. She'll give you a big hug. I'll get you as well, Sharon. It's making me feel upset, because... This is obviously a story that... I've... has been in my head, in my life, in my heart for 20 years. And I've just dove deep for the past six months with everyone involved. And... Yeah. You... You and Susan... Obviously, Melanie's whole family. Very different ways have been impacted, but equally devastating. And it breaks my heart. 
The next day I drove Chris and his mum out to the countryside and I was right. Susan Patrick took the lead and almost ran to him and embraced him so tightly. He hugged her back with purpose, his tall frame bending down to hold this petite Scottish powerhouse of a woman. Jean and I watching on, all of us in tears. I'll let you hear it now and let your imagination create an image. Hi, sweetheart. It's getting colder and colder oh, every time we wee, isn't it? Oh. Right, come over. Oh, so, God, <laughs> Susan, meet Chris. Oh, oh. So sorry for you, though. Oh, all right. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> really. <laughs> You've got us all bubbling. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Oh God, I've probably do a lot. Oh me. <laughs> oh, oh me. Last meet you. So sorry. Jean, Susan. <laughs> oh God, I'm so glad I've got you all to. I know this is weird. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. But it's like... But it's best. It is good. Oh, well, I thought I started off with No. Oh, no, it is. It is. Oh. It's so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Oh, God. Oh, man. We wandered down to the restaurant and had lunch together, and I watched them share their memories and compare notes and how they were feeling and what they'd experienced. Obviously, we'll be covering some old ground, but this is the first time they've ever been able to discuss what happened. I'll play you some of the restaurant chat, but as you can imagine, it's a little noisy. So hang in there as we do retreat to a quieter spot. You guys go first. We've got a table for four people. Is this okay? When she first came on, like, that's how I never really noticed her, because... I thought I would be first in the stand, but they didn't take me, they took my son. Mm -hmm. And I was more concerned, because he's really delicate and that mm -hmm. kind of, and, he'd, and he was just, that was just sprung in him in that room before he went on. And um, I didn't even, I didn't look at her, I didn't even realise she was there until, until um, mm -hmm. and then when I did, I thought, is that it? And it was just like, oh my God. I just couldn't believe. We were excited to go, but we were never cold. Because uh -huh. uh -huh. obviously the doors were just going to him and all this. But we didn't have and to his go. jeans. Yeah. They were asked about, you know, what was he wearing yeah. that day? It was an old pair of Levi's that had been more or less bleached right as Levi's mm -hmm. for about Aye. Aye. antique Levi's, about Aye. 12 years old. There was that white. And yeah. even a drop of blood oh, would have shown up. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't have been a drop, Chris, because I you would have been... A, a mustard-coloured T-shirt mm -hmm. and a black, mm -hmm. uh, like, Google jacket. You'd have been covered. It can't, it's oh, just like, can't, it was just so stupid. Walking in Union Street at two in the morning. And can you tell that she was not... You were saying basically she was sober. She was sober. Oh, aye, she was sober for Aye, aye, aye no. She was going sober for any left aye. Well, you would have to be to answer the door. Oh, that's yeah. I can't get over that, Bobby. Answer the door to that. That just because nobody. Tyler was nineteen, and then for my son turned nineteen, you think none of them would ever, ever have done that. I can't like been and just to hide it. And then she went to her mother and bought bought the present with the the thing she stole, and then went to her work. And then 
but Cannon, she was lying there, Cannon, and covering it. But she, uh, before she did that, she covered it up and then turned back and robbed the place. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, how is that? that is, no, that's not even a mistake because you wouldn't have come down the stairs dressed like that. No. To be kind of, oh. I mean, she, I mean, she said that you put on our boots. I mean, she was tiny compared to you. Mm-hmm. But you wore our boots now. Mm-hmm. We have got yeah. oh, <laughs> three. She's about three. I don't think you'd get your pinky. No. You wouldn't no. get your little toe in there. The okay, she was a bit in there. Uh-huh. Oh, but the same, but they were both like threes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she stole a pair of her shoes, didn't she? She stole a pair of shoes. So she came out of that, covered her up, went into that next door, robbed it, and then went upstairs. And that, uh, that within that, meeting that placement. But do you know what? I think she must have even had to either take a black bag from in Melanie's place or up because she couldn't have done it all in one go because no. there was three bags of stuff upstairs. There was the hold all. There was a big thing that Melanie collected coins in. A lot was heavy, but to go back and forth and just walk over the top of it was nuts. She was in there for just massacre, for a slaughter. Do your mum realise if you did anything like that? Can oh, would I tell you can I, my mum would kill oh, in a minute if I did anything wrong. And I'll tell you another thing. I wouldn't have lied to them either if you'd done anything wrong. Like, if he's come here and I'm here subdued, I'd have said, like, there's human beings, because something has happened. Well, do is I'll put these off while we're eating, and then we can. I think okay. we might need to do the chat outside because I think it's very uh, noisy okay. in here. So here we are again, in a car park in the yeah. countryside. <laughs> but this time I have a car full. I have Susan, Patrick, Jean Taylor, Chris Taylor, and myself. And it's raining, so you're going to hear some raindrops in the roof of the car. But uh, it was a bit noisy in the restaurant. We've just had a really nice lunch together, and now is an opportunity for us to have a conversation in privacy. So. Can I start off first of all, how do you two feel about, well, three, you three, how do you feel about meeting each other? I think it's been really positive to meet Susan. Yeah, definitely. No, I don't. Well, I'm glad because it's something, really glad um, something I've wanted yeah. to do since that Thursday in court. Yeah, a long, <laughs> and that t- is a long like, time I've been wanting to see her. Yeah, but th- and since then I've mm. been wanting to see because right. I, I, I mean, every... Every other time we've spoken about, we wonder how, aren't we wonder Because I kept saying, you never seen it coming, never seen it, and they didn't. It's Aye. interesting, that point, because we knew, because sitting in court from the yeah. first day, they obviously announced that she was lo- lodging yeah. a special defence of yeah. incrimination yeah. and naming Chris Taylor. Yeah. And, of course, he didn't know this, mm-hmm. and then, boom. Oh, the blue, he says, um, I put it to you, Mr Taylor, that you did cut me on the start and throat. Uh, I thought he was... Mm-hmm. Taking the piss at first, and then some kind of like, no, this is going down. But no, I never ever, even the day before, when his pals were saying, mm-hmm. You never do, I wanted to turn, but, uh, but they kept getting a row for making a noise, so I thought, uh, I can't see nothing. But then for mm-hmm. that day, that third day, I never ever ever believed that, no. ever. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, because of course, I, I guess for you as well, Susan, you. You wouldn't know if there was any truth in no. Chris and because oh, you we, well literally at that point and in myself mm. as well we knew nothing mm-hmm. we knew that she'd been charged Aye. we didn't know any of the ins and outs of the case so we sat mm-hmm. there like everyone else mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. also you're open to listening to okay yeah you know mm-hmm. whatever but I I do recall you in the stand and I do recall him being very genuine in his mm-hmm. his yeah. shock yeah. Aye. and yeah. it was you know you yeah. can't fake that no and. 
Chris was saying as well that he, you know, with the whole seeing her there and was trying to have eye contact with her and she was just mm-hmm. ignoring. She would not look me in the face. She would not look my eyes. I mean, she must have felt my eyes drilling in the back of her head, in the side of her head, because not once did she look at me straight on. She couldn't have. And I was dying to. You were probably dying to shout it to her. Did you go if she looked at me, I would have mouthed something. Ah. I would have, something would have been said if she did look at me. But I'm, I'm, at that point, I didn't really care. I think I probably would have took a, a contempt of court charge in the uh, problem right, because right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. you did well biting your tongue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was ready to explode. Because you didn't usually do you? You usually just no. say what you think. But then she had the hard neck to get my son moved because she had eye contact with him in the mirror. I found it shocking. Yeah. Absolutely she shocking. Because she didn't want What does really? she think she okay, are? Aye. You really? are. Aye. You're in court for murder. You think she's entitled to shit like that? Aye. Aye. No, it's like you'll take like... what you're given. No. Mm-hmm. Third day, that was it. Mm-hmm. I never believed any of that. Ever. It was just near right. But we were all in the position of not knowing what mm-hmm. on earth the jury would say, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Right. That's it. Because you just think, well, they're just ordered. And because it was so forensic mm-hmm. they kind of was a lot of technical things I never even knew uh, kind of like the second guy was it the, the guy that did the forensics Chris Garnicliffe yeah, with the forensics with the blood yeah and everything you're thinking oh my god I don't and I mean we're just normal mm-hmm. uh, like a normal Judy okay. kind of, it's just like you think oh, right. but you can't thank God for forensics then yeah. because yeah yeah could have yeah. been a little different. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If they didn't, yeah, if they didn't have DNA, yeah. etc., okay. then just blood. And she yeah. said, mm-hmm. she'd said he'd got rid of his clothes mm-hmm. or whatever, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I really think she thought, yeah, though, because of his drug problem, it she thought, well, we can get him blamed. I ain't not really got yeah. much of a record. I'm little. I ain't not done anything. I'm just getting him blamed. She's a shape, you know, she's got a right. decent job yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Have you got any questions for Chris about? Curiosities about her and like he saw obviously the day before and the day like have you got anything you want to ask him about? Just what she was well and kind of know what she was like now, but she's know what you think she was like, was she? No, no. I mean, you would never never have thought that, would you? We're just getting to kill each other, Susan, and and that we never. Nothing ever. like that basic ever past your lips. No. How would you ever speak about that? I can, I mean? like, it was just so. Oh. It was just. In the wildest dreams, I couldn't have expected something like that no. to happen. If no, somebody no. says in a, one in a million things that would happen, that's not one of the no. things that you would Never. think can would. Never ever. Would happen. It was just. No. No. It was unbelievable. No. Know. And when you seen her, it's because she was, she was just a little bit same height. Uh, was a bit mm-hmm. but she was the same height as everything. But I mean, Mel nearly made it to the door, but mm-hmm. she did. She fought her, but she must. She was oh, tough, can she? Was she was, she was can? Right. But no, no. It's it's just 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 now. It's just now. She isn't sure no, no more. She isn't apologised. No. She isn't no. even. She never did that. I, I, no. I thought you couldn't agree a jail unless, unless you showed remorse. Yeah. I thought it was the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. I thought you couldn't get parole unless you. No, no. I thought no. it was the whole point of it. 
I know. And she never, like, at the time, sorry, never covered it. Sorry, would never no, cover it. No. Um, even now, mm-hmm. like, why she would do it, she'll never ever say that. No. But if she was to get out, she should have been made mm-hmm. to say that. And I should have been aware of what she said. Right. But if she said that parole, you reckon you would think yeah. that would just mm-hmm. be normal. But because she did the drugs, ah. Five years, uh, no, no, we'll do you four. Uh, Didn't make any difference. Uh, Why would that not class A, whatever it was? Uh, how would that not make a difference? Uh, like a couple of years later, she was travelling home, just travelling back to Stirling, back and forth, mm-hmm. and then coming up to the end of the 14. They asked you to write a letter, which I did, but I didn't write. Uh, uh, victim in- yeah. impact statement. It didn't make any difference because she was getting. See, she yeah, was that's, a, that's another thing. Ah, I, 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 they're going about people writing a statement. They don't listen to them. No, no. So what's the point no. of oh, write a victim impact statement and um, you might get the... Yeah. She might get a, can get an appeal uh, and get a couple of year bond. It's was, never even never no. ever happened yet. No, so no, it's no. just a no-go. She was going to get out in 14, right, the start, so many mm-hmm. years before, long before they asked for an impact thing. Mm-hmm. So she's well on her way to get aye, out. Before aye, she aye. even, like, they never listened to that. I just wrote about her and mm-hmm. how she would look, and I described how she would look, mm-hmm. the eyes, the hair, and the looking. I just, I knew what uh, she looked like. Mm-hmm. And I knew all that years back that she was getting out, and that killed me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I keep aye. banging on. I, was so, I feel no so much better now that I've done this, because it's just like... She's, she's out, we can't do nothing about that now. But before, when I seen in the papers and out with the ladies at mm-hmm. Christmas, I could open a paper now, okay, I'd be really upset. But nothing like I was before, Aye. because there's like Aye. nearly a quarter, was it a quarter of a million? Aye. Nearly a quarter of a million other folk have listened Aye. to this podcast, Aye. and it's so good. Yeah, so far. Because, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I listened a brilliant job, and she was there at the Aye, beginning. Definitely. And so all these folk, so, and Aye. you, mm-hmm. you. I've got to, you have got to um, yeah well you've got to work on this forward because oh, it's near your fault and never ever was your fault and just oh, no. get in touch with Claire and I'll be glad to see you. Aye. Aye. You later get, get my mum's uh, yeah. mum Aye. get Susan's number. Aye. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you can it's just yeah. you need to touch. Now it'll help, I should yeah. help. There's no guilt, there's no nothing, because yeah. I never was. Yeah. And I mean, oh, really, I never ever. So, does it feel better for you two? Susan and Chris, you have been both massively impacted in different ways. And yes, she's out, and she's been out for six years now, but how does it feel now knowing that so many people will know the full story, will know all the details? I'm glad everybody will hear the full story. Mm-hmm. I knew my conscience was clear for the start, but of course there's always got to be some of them that had a bit of doubt. Yeah. But um, no, but I'm no, no. No, everybody knows the full facts, the story. And you know, I never believed. Exactly. No, you know, I, I, I know I knew yes. because I, I never ever. It was like no one did. No, no one did. No, no one no. in there. One of the journalists said her, took, her words, where she said aye. it was utterly inconceivable aye. that uh, but it just you know, took it just took one, one. paper to say yeah. I yeah. slayed Melanie, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I, I, yeah. I took for yeah. for yeah. you to live and walk in the street with yeah. 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 
and that's, yeah. a different, that's a different kind of thing. And I had to put up oh, with yeah. you. You had to put up with that. That's oh, I lost it. Yeah, oh. I lost it. And others, but you've had to deal with a great lot of worse. Oh. You're a mum. Oh. He's your son. Your oh. baby. And then oh. I've done that. The opposite. Just the opposite oh, by Rune. And it's like oh. she's just messed up so many lives, oh, right. so many. Oh. And she just gets trots off, and she got mm-hmm. out. She got oh. out. I I oh. never ever believe ever mm. how that parole board works it's just okay. and I, and that's what I've been banging on about all the mm. time but what she did and that it was I portrayed as if it was nothing mm-hmm. kind of it was nothing that's how bad that room was that's how bad the bit I did see her that's how evil she was mm. she should not, mm. not. Yeah. and she's upset so many and yeah. the outlying family as well kind of like here right. mm. kind of it's just yeah. and it did not it did not uh, no, and and the reason why I mean it's a horrible murder, but the reason why I've gone into um, I wouldn't say excessive detail, but the reason I've gone into such detail with the forensics and the pathologist to explain her injuries and what happened was, I believe it's important people know how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Aye. a stabbing. It wasn't just there wasn't there was Aye, no. It wasn't one stab. One stab and run away. Go no no. What have I done? And it wasn't mm-hmm. an argument. It wasn't a spontaneous mm-hmm. thing. It was. was it? Melanie was asleep on her couch and got woken home. up. And she hated mornings. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she hated mornings. And then just at, at the callousness of doing that. And letting a lie there, cover her up and carry on stealing. Mm. Who does that? That took somebody really, really tough, near 19 year old that's not got problems. And it's near an ordinary 19, it's near an ordinary 29 or 39. You can. Something can happen, you can stab somebody. Yeah. And that can happen. Yeah. And maybe you'll kill them as well. But you didn't do that. You don't come downstairs like that. Friends are talking. Stopping her sofa and then taking it off. That's just somebody you knew what they were doing. And then coming down the stairs and then you can't like that and oh. coming back for a bus stop, mm. coming back, oh. nearly getting going to that one, coming back and think, yeah. was that in there? Like, how was she like? Can't, mm. Why would you? I mean, Melanie would have been sleeping anyway. I, I said to Chris as well, it must have been quite unsettling for him knowing that they'd just spent a night together, they'd slept in the same bed, they'd been intimate with each other mm. and then you know, goodbye kiss, think it, you know, she'd be quite happy yeah. having a little romance, mm. seeing, right. seeing right. each other later uh, on yeah. that day. Yeah. And then to know yeah. that he pops home to spend time with his family, meanwhile, mm-hmm. she's, you know, carrying on and kind of tidied up, gone out with her mum, gone up and just oh, carried yeah. on. And well, she still managed to fit everything else in. She had a busy day, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. She went to her I mean, work. Who the hell goes to work with knives she after worked, doing that? She worked. Really? I know. worked later on that day, yeah. I really know. With her knife set, but we'd be missing one of them, mm-hmm. you know. So that is... Oh, that... It, oh, it's just me, it's just me calm uh, way back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> I was just never... And I'm I've bet, never yeah, been... And this is me, manager. actually... Mm-hmm. Is I am so much levelled out now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's things I couldn't do. I can't, I can't be bothered. I just couldn't be bothered. But you now it's yeah. same with you, Chris. Be bothered. Okay, We can't do nothing about her being out, but it's like mm-hmm. it's moving on and it's settled. We've all seen her yeah. and it's settled. If she was if she was listening to this now, what what would you want to say to her? Just as the rain starts getting really heavy, <laughs> there's nothing I could there's nothing I could say to her. I couldn't. 
I couldn't. Well, but, you're, but you're glad, yeah. but, but in a way so that... So she like, spends yeah. the rest yeah. of her days in misery. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, she made everybody else miserable. She made everybody else miserable. She destroyed two families. Yeah. Really? Well, a, a lot. A lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Just in the outlying family mm-hmm. now. She just dis- and she wouldn't have she wouldn't have got a thought. And that's what annoys me. Can say not say no then she wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't care mm-hmm. as long as she was okay. Yeah. I couldn't I uh, I didn't I can't yeah. no. I, I kinda could never meet her. Um, how, how do you guys, you're, you're glad you've met? Oh, God, I. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I definitely. <laughs> I know, I know. Love yeah, because really, mm-hmm. for that third day, really, I, I, for years, we've spoken yeah. about it and wondered I, and thought of you were still, can we did, yeah. and it's been, we've been through a lot, and you've been, a, I've been through a lot, but yours has been different and a lot harder, maybe in one way. No, but I think you've the hardest to it too. Yeah, so. but I've, I've, yeah, but I have thought about you and I have, I've I have worried about you. We have, because we, we did worry. It's been a good experience yeah. to yeah. probably yeah, meet up really. So I'm so glad you did that, Ayla. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't tell, I didn't tell her to say that. <laughs> no, no, because, I mean, it's been a, it has been I'm a lifesaver. Uh, yeah, you've got your point. Yeah. You've got your, you've got uh, now how you felt. And what yeah. you folk didn't can, and yeah. now yeah. that it's now. And I and I think it's important. Another, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Chris, because you've already shared it with me and a microphone. But you know, there was a time where you thought you couldn't carry on with the stress of everything, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that you're still here. But that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. So am I. I because I did worry. I did worry that. A lot. I've lost a lot, my friends, through suicide. Mm. A lot, my friends. Mm-hmm. No. They, they, they had a lot less issues than mm-hmm. I've got. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're stronger than and you think. Oh, you're yeah. you're stronger than you think, yeah. so just just go forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were thinking about going back to college. He went to uni mm-hmm. a few years ago and passed out your things, didn't you? Mm-hmm. you oh, good. Well, you now you've got something to yeah. look mm-hmm. forward to a day at a time. And, and but that's ne- this is done. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's not done, but you can find me. This is the point to draw the line and yeah. have some closure. Yeah. yeah. And expect that. And you'll get a sleep, and you'll get a sleep night. Mm. Well, Susan, you've been sleeping better, haven't you? Uh, I have, I oh, have, actually. I've not been, that's because I'm working all the time. <laughs> you'll be up till no. one o'clock in the morning again. No. When I'm finished, I'll, I'll get some. Yeah. No, do you know what? I've got the most... Uh, the, the biggest peace of mind for me is knowing that this has done something positive because mm-hmm. the, the first day I phoned Susan up and said, do you want to do this? And mm-hmm. she said, yeah. And I said, well, I want to get something positive out of this because I knew she's been tormented mm-hmm. for two decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two decades. It's a mm-hmm. long, long time. And yeah, the, the most poignant thing was you said that your sentence continues, Susan, yeah. and yours will not end. Yeah. She's no. got out after hers mm-hmm. and she's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is that everybody will know the truth now. All right. Whatever reality she's now created for herself, mm-hmm. and if she's reformed, whatever, everyone will know the truth and everyone will know she has not yeah. apologised. Mm-hmm. She has shown no remorse. Mm-hmm. And then they can make their judgments That's based right. on that because yeah. we're not the court, but yeah. they can make their judgments mm-hmm. themselves as to who she mm-hmm. is and whether she's done yeah. uh, the right thing now. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a quote I heard recently on some TV programme. It might have been Peaky Blinders. It was something about our man is not judged by, you know, the mistakes he makes to those he loves. He is judged by what he does to make it right mm-hmm. or something like so, that. And that's yeah. true, you know. Yeah. I just um, think she'll ever apologise. Never. No. That's, that's her wee bit. Mm-hmm. It's like that folk at Murder Folk and they don't tell where the bodies are. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. She should have said it's that. Like she's yeah. still, she's still got some kind of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's still got some kind of power, yeah. isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But the thing is, it's this, this me of little faith who doesn't do any of this phones and things. And Isla suggested a podcast. I went, okay. <laughs> I don't think no, you knew what a podcast no, was. I didn't. And I didn't think there'd be so many, I mean, how folk would listen to that. And now there's nearly all these folk, two, however many, it can, and it, yeah. it is listening. And they are listening, quarter of a million. And it's like, no matter what she does, there's somebody there it has mm-hmm. got to. So and this is us just at the beginning because with podcasts they, they grow and the, the people who listen and, and Susan you can you can prove to them that I phone you up and read you she's yeah. not on the internet mm-hmm. I phone her up and say right this person said this this person yeah. said that yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's been amazing these strangers all over the world in America mm-hmm. and Australia mm-hmm. uh, Canada um, there's you know all over the place yeah. tiny islands there's people mm-hmm. who are listening things. The things it's done, like I've done things before, and it's like, can it's either been the same thing? But everybody that I've spoken to mm-hmm. is understand it. They've all remembered it, mm-hmm. like twenty They're years later. And it's it's even the prosecutors, or whatever you call them, and can like that defense, defense, yeah. and her defense, and everyone. Everybody has spoken. Everybody's remembered. Mm-hmm. All the police, yeah. everybody. It's not. It wasn't a one-off. It was mm-hmm. a slaughter. It was no murder. I mean, you could murder and you can say sorry and understand murder, different kinds, of, but that wasn't a murder. That wasn't a murder. It should be nuked. Jean, for you, how is it to meet, you know, you're a mother as well who's been affected by this. Has it been nice to meet Susan? Oh, definitely. I'm glad I met her. Because as I said, I've seen her before, but you, you never know how to approach people yeah. with their kinning. But I, I'm definitely glad to meet her. I feel better on myself even yeah. now. Good. So uh, it's been a positive experience for yeah. us to meet. Yeah, yeah. Good. Us, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. what we'll do is at some point, well, I've been saying this before, once I've got this all finished, mm. I'm going to get us all together and I'm yeah. going to get clear together. And I might even see if I can get the pathologist and oh, the forensic yeah. guy, the police, but so that the oh, that everyone good. can yeah. say yeah. thank yeah. you and yeah. it'd be when nice. So. Yeah, it would be good. Nice to the show. Yeah. And, and and have it as a celebration for Melanie. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't Could want to focus mm. on. No. Because you know. this was like this was going to be twenty years until Isla got in touch. Well, it was way back in June, was it? Mm-hmm. May, June? June. And then when she did say, and I thought, oh god, okay. And the clue for it was, but this has been so good. I mean, and so many folk and like. Is, are waiting for the next bit. Mm. Are waiting for the next bit. Oh, yeah. I get emails yeah. straight after going. Wait, I, I've just listened to this episode. I cannot wait. They say it's painful. Do you want to say anything to your the listeners, Susan, who say <laughs> say thank you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to thank everybody who's been listening. I really never expected so many to be interested, but it was always a story. It needed to be told fully because it was never ever. It was never ever told. And now the, the details and it's brilliant. It's been really, really good. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you because you're amazing and we wouldn't have been able to do it without you. And you've been so brave. It's not easy to talk about. It's not easy to churn all the stuff. It's not easy you. to listen back. No, no, no. no. I struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. I can speak about it. <laughs> but listening is... Yeah. It is. It's, it's hard, hard for me. I'm sitting bubbling when I'm editing it. <laughs> Got to try and remain composed. Well, thank you, everyone. That's okay. Oh, thank, you yeah, thank you. I and think you're glad enough, Chris, aren't you? Yep. It's, you it's better, are you feeling better yourself? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. A few days ago, mm. we thought you were dead, and here we are. It's not been for years ago. Well, actually, maybe in spirit, I hope this yeah. gives you a bit of 
you know, yeah. life again. Yeah, it's all joy. good. Yeah. There's nothing no to be done about that. Glad you, Susan. Let's yeah. say we'll catch up again. Yeah. Susan. Yeah, you good take to care. See you. We'll get a coffee now yeah. soon. Yeah, we will. Well, I'm on the return journey, the final leg. I've dropped off Chris and his mother and said our goodbyes. Strange few days. Um, and I feel like we actually have kind of completed the story. Weirdly, I felt the conclusion had to be Pamela Gurley giving us an answer, or an apology at least, and that might still come, but at present we have yet to, to get a response, and as I say, I thought that Pamela speaking to us would be the conclusion, would be the goal, but actually I've realised today it's not. What I ended up with today was something way more powerful than potentially an insincere, far too late apology from someone who maybe doesn't care. Um, this was something heartfelt and connected. Chris meeting Susan, it's worth it for that, absolutely. Two people united in their pain, but united in their survival. It's really lovely to see, I hope you can hear it, hear the emotion. Uh, half wish I was got my phone out to film it, but... but I wanted to see it with my eyes and be part of it. Um, so yeah, the story feels like we've, you know, started with me rambling in the car, not knowing whether I was actually ever going <laughs> to, I was ever going to broadcast anything. And here I am through this microphone, which is landing in your ears all over the world. People listening and being invested and, and caring. I had no idea 20 years ago covering that story, even though I knew it was a very significant story, no idea that um, this would ever happen and that so many people would hear about it and that's so worth it and it's been an absolute honour, an honour for me to be your storyteller and maybe this is the end of this one? Well, for now, other things will continue, Susan and Chris and Jean are going to keep in contact and Claire and Chris are going to meet up, bringing people together, which has been really nice, the survivors of this story. But thank you very much for the last time for me, for listening. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I'll be back though. I have other stories to tell. Well, who am I kidding? I couldn't end it there. I'm back in Stirling, one last go, and this time I'm going to her house. I have sent uh, a letter and an email through someone else, but I have not received a response, and actually legally I need to check that she has had an opportunity for the right to reply. So, I'm going to be honest, a little bit scared. very short distance from the address that I have for Pamela Gurley. I'm just waiting to get picked up because I think it's sensible that I go accompanied um, because let's be honest I'm not going to be her favourite person right now. I can't even remember my, my mouth has gone dry and now I can't think what I'm going to say. Okay. Thank you. I'm my dog won't bark. 
if the bell's actually ringing. Sir, if you don't mind, then we'll just have to wait for a bit because she just might not be home yet. Later, a man arrived at the house driving Pamela's car. I knocked on the door. I can't play you his voice because I didn't have his permission to record, but here are bits of what I said. Sorry to bother you. I'm not sure if I'm at the right house. I'm looking for Pamela. I want to just pass something on. I'm not here to cause any oh, trouble. Okay. Well, she definitely lives there. Door slammed in my face. She's not, he said she's not in. He said she's not here. No, or something, and I said, but she lives here. And he went, I'm not talking to you, I'm not interested. So I'm back outside uh, Pamela's house. She wasn't in the other night. Um, there was a man in, possibly her partner, who slammed the door in my face um, when I tried to explain who I was. Anyway, I have a letter for Pamela. Um, she has actually already been out this morning with the dog and I have a photographer here who's managed to get a picture. I was not here yet though, because I had to travel. Anyway, I have a letter that I'm going to, if she doesn't answer the door, I'm going to put through the door. So I'm just going to read it now. Dear Pamela, I've attempted to contact you through letter and email, but I've not had a response or confirmation of receipt. It's my legal obligation to ensure you have a right to reply. If your decision is no, then I fully respect that. I'd hope that you would like to take this opportunity to express remorse for your actions which have brought so much pain to Melanie's family. All they want is an apology or at least an acknowledgement from you. I don't think that's too much to ask. It would help you and your family move forward too and then I've given her my number. So it's a very rainy day. It's been absolutely chucking it down for the past few while so that's why I haven't gone out. Um, but I'm about to go and try the door again and see if she'll answer it. But she is home just now. Um, she looks very normal. She's wearing a kind of quilted black jacket. She had the hood up because it's been quite rainy. She's got a dog, sort of medium-sized dog, black and white, mm -hmm. um, collie mix or something. And she lives in complete and utter suburbia in Stirling. It's an end terrace, um, two-bedroomed house. She has, uh, I won't say what kind of car she has, but she has a normal car. Um, she has a nice life. This is completely normal. Um, I wasn't sure if that was her home the other day, so I checked with the next door neighbour to ask if someone of that name lived there um, when there was no answer the other night. And clearly the neighbours have no idea who she is. So I put a letter through her door earlier and I've left it half an hour, so she's had time to read it. And I'm just gonna go back and knock at the door one more time, because the buzzer's actually not working, so she might have not actually heard me at the door. And I'm gonna try the door one more time, and then I'm gonna have to take that as her answer, um, that she's decided not to speak, not to have her opportunity to have her right to reply, and not to apologize to Melanie's family. Well, the rain's just started again, so I'm going to go and do this, and then it's time to walk away from this closed door. Right, here we go. Last time. Last try. And I've done all I can.
Hi. So that is a no. Well, the letter, the letter was not on the floor, so she's read it, and that's it. So the answer is no, as we heard from that chap. What did he say? Oh, uh, he accused me of harassment and said he's going to make a complaint. But just, uh, I have all, I have every approach that I've made to that door recorded. But at least we know the answer is no. So that's it. Um, she doesn't want to apologise. She doesn't want to say anything. So, um, yeah, I've done what I came to do. Sadly, she doesn't want to speak, um, but there's not much I can do about that. We got her, not me. The, photog the photographer got her this morning. He got there early because I couldn't get there. The trains on Sundays are quite late. Anyway, uh -huh. so he got a picture of her when she came out to walk the dog. And she saw him and she still, he said she was bold as brass, walked right up past him. I feel no. disappointed and I feel like I've let you down, but, oh, you know. Right. No, because you know, I never, I thought that. I thought she would never. Isn't it yeah. sorry? <laughs> Apologies for the poor quality of that call recording. I phoned Susan the next day for a proper chat after we'd both had time to reflect. I felt disappointed because I really wanted to just look her in the eye and... But, you know, I also know that these things happen. I've done so many doorsteps in my career, but um, she managed to avoid me literally by minutes. But um, I guess, though, the truth is that that's the answer. She wouldn't have said anything to me even if I had been there um, when the photographer was there. And the fact that I know when I went to the door, I put the letter through the door um, because there was no answer. And I wasn't sure if the bell was working or not, but I knew that she was home. And then I left at half an hour and I went back just to basically say, you know, even through the door, say, look, I've put the letter through. I'm assuming you've read it now. I'm going to leave now. I'm going to take that as a no. And then that's when the guy answered the door and said, I'm not speaking to you and you need to go away now. So she she was in the lounge because she peeked out the curtains. Um, I had my back to them. Uh, but the photographer saw she was peeking out the curtains. It's just weird thinking I was probably less than a metre away from her. I know. That she would have heard my voice at the door and, um, you know, and it just feels, God, we're, do you know what? I was asking for one word, the word being yeah. sorry. Yeah. And the fact that she can't say that. Uh-huh. But what does it feel like for you when you saw those pictures? Because she looks, you know, she's dressed very you know, normal for a Sunday person, you know, a Sunday yeah. dog walk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, oh, no, I was dreading it. But you know what? Um, she looks the same, the face, the arrogance, the no expression, the nothing. And I didn't get upset. I got, oh, my God, but I didn't get upset because I never really expected a sorry or, or even admission and that we've got so much further than I thought we ever would. But she's, oh no, she's just the same. <laughs> she, yeah. just, she could take off the jacket and she could be walking out of prison. Parts of her face. She's got the same expression, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's being so close and that, I mean, it's done really well to get all that. But it's more than I expected. So I'm okay. But yesterday, I was a bit awed. I thought, oh no, I was a bit down. I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not. 
So I'm okay today. <laughs> I'm back to normal because it's the best we're ever, ever going to get. She's never going to admit anything now. And I didn't need it because all these hundreds and thousands of folk know what it's like. Mm. And that's, I didn't need her to. I know we're, near, we're nearly, we're getting near to half a million people and it'll be more than that. Yeah. Um, in, yeah. the, in the coming weeks and months, and they're all going to yeah. know the truth. I'll tell you one thing, though: her neighbours don't have a clue who she is. They don't no, have I a clue. And I want people to listen to this. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to. I'm not doing this out of vengeance or anything. It's just I think no. actually I think the truth. Let people decide, but let them know the yeah. truth. And by yeah. listening to it, and the guy that she's living with, who I can only assume is her partner, judging by the. Uh-huh way he was acting and, and he was driving yeah. her car the other day, he was protective of her. So it was kind of the behaviour of a, a partner, I would say, or a very, very good friend. And um, I guarantee he will not have listened to the podcast because if he had, he would have been encouraging her, if not forcing her to say, you need to open your mouth now. Enough. I know. It annoys me that nobody that close knows because they need to know, but thousands of others do and that was what I it's just what I wanted that's what made me so oh, agitated all that years plus the Chris and, and I'm wondering what happened to him and, and she doesn't give a toss about any of that she's just carrying on can she's got a life she's got a car she's got a bleeding dog <laughs> you know she's got a life she's got a continuing and it's it's maddening but it's never going to change. And she's never going to change because she's got the same, oh, nothingless, expressionless face that she had 20 years ago. So mm. she didn't even look happy. <laughs> but I'm not caring. I'm not, I'm pleased. In fact, I'm over the moon for what you did because you know how I was. <laughs> I have noticed a big difference in you from the, the beginning to end. And I would say the biggest thing actually is meeting. Chris and Jean, and I think for oh, Chris God. and Jean, the the change in them, it's been uh, what over a week now, um, uh-huh. a week and a bit since you guys met, and the difference in him, yeah. he's making progress. Yeah. He's speaking to his counsellor about it, and yeah. I'm very very happy that that's the case, and I just want that to continue, and yeah. I need to let it go as well. I mean. I've been a dog, yeah, do. <laughs> a dog, a dog with a bone with this one, and for twenty years I've wanted to know. know. But now, actually, that's the answer. She didn't. I mean, uh-huh. there there is no good reason for why. There's nothing ever that would justify or explain why on earth she would choose your daughter, who's asleep on her couch, yeah. Yeah. to murder. There is no yeah. answer. That's just that wee bit she kept herself. She just, I don't know. She just loose stuff, whatever. But she's kept that and she's needed to let go of it. And that's horrible. That is, that's the worst bit. Why? But that's mm-hmm. the bit we're going to be left with. Yeah. She's never, ever going to say. She, we've got as far and I'm really, really pleased. But there, was never, I, there wasn't. I knew that there was never going to be. There was never, ever going to be a sorry. But mm-hmm. there was never. she was never going to say. Because she's, she's just that type. She just, whether she doesn't want to see it and offend her mother or admit it or I don't know, which is never ever, ever going to tell us and that's horrible, it is horrible that's a bit of hurt yeah. so I know I had to go through that just for no blame reason <laughs> just for, for what? 
to be honest though i i'm happier with her not speaking to me than if yeah. something was said that was insincere because i don't want to give yeah. any airtime to that and actually i la- i wouldn't have believed it mm-hmm. i wouldn't have believed what she said if she said anything but she's not that type she's never been that type otherwise mm-hmm. she's just been so arrogant might have made you more angry, actually, if she'd come on and said, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry, and it was an accident, or whatever, she would have said, you know, <laughs> an know, accident. Sorry, and I'd like to say legally, she's never said that, but, you know, if she had come on and said anything, it might have actually upset you more. So maybe this is yeah. the best way. Yeah. And and yeah. now that this, you know, this podcast it has a life of its own now, and more and more uh-huh. people are going to hear about it, it's got its own heartbeat, it's got its own, you know, um, yeah. pace. It's and, never going to go away. She can't hide from this now. She can't hide from it. And I'm really proud of you. I'm really, really proud of you. When I was, I was, I was on the verge of tears yesterday because honestly, I was just, I felt like I'd let you down because I just, oh, I just wanted. I think you expected me too much, but you expected more than I ever did because I just, I just knew, I just knew. She wasn't going to do it, but that I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd hoped, because actually the, the truth is that if she actually admitted it, um, and you know went through that process of um, cleaning out the wound and with her family as well, it would help all of them because they must yeah. must they must have had a horrific life, her family, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. because you know if they they're continuing to live a lie. And anyone, and this is not my opinion, anyone who listens to this uh, podcast, all these professionals with evidence um, yeah. that cannot yeah. be, you know, disputed, refuted, whatever, um, yeah. they'll know that they'll know the truth. And uh, if her if her parents listen yeah. to this, they would have absolutely no doubt. But yeah. what are they going to say that all these professionals have come on and yeah. lied? Nobody would have come on. I mean, you never get things people without education and everything they do. No, come on to our podcast and say you'd look past over a murder. Can like mm-hmm. go into so much detail, but this one everybody did it. Oh, oh, and it speak it speaks volumes of how they felt about yeah. the case and how yeah. they felt about you. I mean, honestly, for example, I don't think you'll mind me saying this, but you know, Sandy Kelman, he's retired. And when I first phoned him and I told him that, you know, you you were supporting me and the very much the driving force of it, he said. Yeah. I would normally want to pass on this, he said, but because Susan is doing this, I will. Um, because yeah. it's a difficult thing for him to speak about too. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, the same, not, and, and um, Dr. Grief, he, he's, he's retired. You know, he doesn't, and no one, no one got paid to do this. They all give up their time. And he was so, so good and, and helped so much, really. I mean, he didn't need to do that to me, like help mm-hmm. me like that. So, no, I'm grateful. I'm really, really grateful because... I'm so, well, what you got? Make calm. I am calm compared to what I was just at mid to today, but you know, your stomach is never settled. How do you feel, I mean, in comparison to the sentence, which was 14 years, and of course that wasn't extended due to the drug charge, it was, you know, stayed the same. Do you feel that this is serving a better justice in a way that people know? Yeah, it's extending it because that was that was so wrong put much on there because that was she should have been in longer child or no child with that um, drugs and that but no this is this is karma <laughs> did I say it 
for me. But it's it is that's what I was gonna say about calming me down. I was I was forever agitated. Me obviously but in the stomach and then if I went in a crowd or a concert I always looked. <laughs> it was just from the back of mind I looked. But um For Pamela. You were um, looking for Pamela. Yeah. It was like I always looked in the crowd. Whatever I was, it was Glasgow, Edinburgh, even anywhere. I just looked in the cloud, a crowd. It was just something that just I just did. But um, God knows what I've done if I'd found her. But it was like it was just something in my mind. Now I don't care. I don't care because I've seen what she looked like, and and no, yeah. same as she did twenty years ago, but a bit fatter. But yeah. no, sorry, <laughs> and no. Just exactly the same. And if she'd been sorry, me sorry, but if she wanted to see anything, that was her opportunity. And she, yeah. she wasn't. She was never, never going to do that. I think actually this is this is the the perfect ending, really. Yeah, it's the best but, ending for me because I can. What would if I would been a not? I would. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. I'm like I'm like Chris and Claire. I. Never ever thought she would, because mm-hmm. I mean, what was it? Half an hour, an hour after she did it, that was it. Forgotten. Mm-hmm. Literally carrying on as normal yeah. from then. That was it. It was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to when I come up um, to Aberdeen soon. Um, I definitely want us to celebrate and let's meet up with uh-huh. um, Chris and Jean and Claire, and if the others are free, and then yeah. we can put this, you know, put this behind us and just. And then I can just enjoy being your friend now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the journalist can stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know if the journalist ever stops, but <laughs> no, no, that would be. <laughs> no, but it's been it's been absolutely brilliant compared to what I thought. I mean, I hadn't a clue. And yeah. but no, she's the same arrogant person that walked through that with a prison officer. She just. And if the same eyes, if you look at the eyes, they're just the same. They've got no... Can you I thought that. I thought uh, that. She, look, she looked yeah. at, and this is the thing, she looked right down the barrel of the lens, which the photographer yeah. was, you know, yeah. the photographer said, she'd peeked out of the curtains to check because we'd been there, you know, two days before and didn't get an answer, but her, her partner or the guy who lives there knew. And he said when she came out with the dog and she clocked him with his camera... Um, he thought, oh gosh, well, she's she's going to turn round or walk the other way. And he yeah. said he couldn't believe it. She walked straight towards him, bold as brass. And he was a bit worried she was going to have a go at him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, um, as you say, there was a, an arrogance there and, and looking right down the lens. And that's what yeah. she did the day she came out. The day she came out, the pictures I've put on social media, um, yeah. she was looking right down the lens just in the same yeah. way. Eyes. What did they say? The eyes are the pathway to the soul or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, eyes are the window to the soul. Well, there's yeah, no soul in there. That you can see. Wow. <laughs> and they've never changed. Mm. So let her get on yet. I've got exactly. enough. I feel so much better. Well, it makes, it, makes me, it makes me feel happy because, you know, you never know when you're digging these things up. Sometimes it clears out the crap and sometimes it stirs up more shit. So, pardon my oh. French, but... I feel no. that this has been a good thing for you, definitely for Chris, for his mum, for and for me too. Yeah. For me too. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting a long time to stir, for somebody to stir it up. 
because I Good. was never set. I was never ever settled, and I, that's all I've ever wanted people to know and people to listen. Me just beating the paper. She got murdered. She got more than murdered, and now everybody knows that. And and twenty years it was oh, and Simon, I just died to tell or somebody to tell everything. It's been an honour for me to be the giant spoon to stir it up. I'm glad. <laughs> because you were at the beginning, you were there at the beginning as well. So, no, it's, it's been good. It's, I'm really pleased with it. Good, thank you. Good. Also, I can't have seen that baby. <laughs> but you just think, oh. I, no. did, I did laugh when I read your text, because it was like quite kind of calm, and then you went, but I'd still like to smack that face. And hey, like, who, would, who would blame and, uh, you? No, I know, I miss well, she's got a dog. She's got a yeah. dog and a car and a... Just carry on. Just as it's suburban life, I mean, she looks like she's got a more together life than I do. She's, you know, in terrace house, yeah. living with her partner, two cars, dog, you know, weekend activities. Right. I'm like, crikey, you know. Fancy jacket, fancy mm-hmm. trainers. Yeah, she doesn't look poor. She doesn't look poor, no. that's for sure. No, no I think looks... the hair's dark. Still dark, because eyebrows were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had her hood up, so I couldn't really see the colour of her yeah. hair. But, well, I'm glad that we've, you know, we've at least come to an end. So I'm going to go and edit, edit even this conversation into it. And I hope that people yeah. are, hope that people are happy. Right. But, um, you know, I'm, I want to thank you again for doing this, because it's, you know, I couldn't have done it without you. And it's such an important story to tell. It has been really good, and it is the outcome I knew we were going to get. I never knew you would manage to find that, but the outcome for me was getting everybody else to listen to it. But now you've found it, and it just just looks, just reassures me she, she wasn't a, she's still horrible. <laughs> you know, not horrible, she's still the same look as she did when she came out of that jail. Just there. The nothingness, that's what it is, it's just nothingness. And her life continues. It continues, though, with people knowing the truth. I mean, I'm never, ever, ever going to get an L back, but this has just made it a lot, lot better and let everybody know what you were like. But no, I'm really, really pleased. I'm really pleased to meet, to meet Chris and his mum because, I mean, they went through hell. I'm like, who helped them? No one. The, or the, outpouring, the outpouring of compassion for them has been overwhelming with all the messages online. <laughs> And it's true, who helped them? Where was his support? Where was his, you know, people... He, he's, a, he's a victim too, you know, being yeah. accused of that and then being... T- and then he's just left. He was left to fall off the wagon spectacularly. Huge, huge bombshell. They came out one like yeah. morning in a, mm-hmm. in a court and they expect it and, just, and then just walk out and that was it. And not guilty. And he had nothing to do with it, but... It was just uh, everyone else that went about it. There's a few people who have, you know, commented online saying um, they're surprised that she couldn't have been charged for making that accusation in court. But, I mean, it's a complicated situation, but she can kind of... He was never charged, the police were never involved, um, the police never believed he was involved in anything. But um, because it's um, naming someone in a special defence um, is different, but there isn't anything they can do. Again, this is the only justice that we can do for him is that, that, that in the, um, you know, the, the court of the podcast, the, um, him giving his evidence now. I spoke to him um, was it last week and he was so, so much better. Oh God, he was so better. Yeah. And then he texted me. So even... I mean, that was just like a couple of days 
into a metam, and then the difference in them was, oh my God, amazing. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I hope he just continues as well because I never thought he did it. But not knowing that, mm. can that's mm. or people maybe even thinking it mm-hmm. can like he thought I thought it. You know, it's no, no more. He's got a lot to answer for, but she never will. So no, I'm pleased. I've, it's the outcome I thought, mm-hmm. but she would never ever speak but better because I've actually seen pictures of her again mm-hmm. and. No, and I can understand you getting angry because it, as if it's me finished, but it is. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that I, I came all the way up um, here and you know um, and spent quite a while waiting. No one home, no one home. You know, the other day and then going back again and just because I couldn't, I couldn't get there any earlier because the trains are, you know, they don't go so early on a Sunday. But never mind. I'm glad the photographer got her at least yeah. and. Well, I worried what would happen to you when you did go up, so... Well, to be fair, though, and that's why... The reason why I went with a photographer was for safety, because it would be absolutely stupid of me to go... Um, this is someone with a history of violence and unprovoked violence, and I think that it would be um, fair to say that uh, she, I am a very provoking person for her in her life right now because I've done this podcast, and no one, no one would know otherwise unless they are from Aberdeen. Remembered what happened twenty years ago. Remembered the headlines from all that time ago. You wouldn't know about it. So no, no. Yeah. So thousands and thousands too. So I thank you very much for that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And I meant it. It was an honour to do this for Susan, her family, Chris and Jean Taylor. Claire Forbes, for the incredible team who investigated this murder. But most importantly, I did this for Melanie Sturton, who died aged 22 on October the 9th, 1999.